Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, that's right. This is Talk Shoe, and we are live, and I am your host for this evening. My name is Big Bob Robin. Welcome to Geeking Over 40. I said it with the G, but there really is no G. It's geeking, y'all. It's geeking over 40. Uh, and tonight is uh, our first of our Spotlight series, where we are going to be spotlighting various members of uh, the geek community, and, uh, you know, get to know them a little bit better, talk about why they do what they do, um, and everyone has, you know, what they're special at, what, what is, you know, different about what they do um, in terms of their podcasting or their blogging or, um, you know, there's some people who do live chats and it's what they do all the time. And, uh, you know, just really want to start highlighting the members of the community and, and, you know, putting something out there where people can say, well, who are these people I'm listening to, and, and learn a little bit more about them. So, Tonight, it is my esteemed honor uh, to have two, two of my, my favorite uh, podcasters uh, from uh, the Geek Soul Brother podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, I want to introduce the Godfather Geek Soul, my mentor. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we always pull out the big chair and save the big piece of chicken for him when, we come, when he comes to dinner. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a Geek Soul Brother on the line. What's going on, Soul Brother? Hey, nothing, man. It's it's everything's good, man. Thanks for inviting us on the show, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. Definitely, dude. I I really appreciate you stopping by. If you could just not park the the Millennium Falcon on the lawn, I'd really yeah. appreciate that next time. But it's it's okay. You're the guest. You're in a rush. Parked it on the lawn. It'll be all right. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'll, I'll leave some uh, grass seed when I'm when I leave. <laughs> You're ever so kind and generous. Uh, and also from uh, Geek Soul Brother Podcast, uh, I had to bring him on. Uh, you know, he, he's been he's been a, a good friend in podcasting. He's always gracious when I come and I, I stop by. And he, he tries to tame the zoo to allow me to speak for just a moment <laughs> from time to time. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome the private uh, as well to the show. What's going on? What's going on? Or as I like to call him, Jay Money. <laughs> uh, and and one of the reasons I wanted to bring the two of you guys on because I want to talk about the podcast because um, you know in the in the geek blur community you know geek soul brother and and the podcast um, are, are very well known very well liked very well loved and you guys uh, you know you you you've done uh, geek in, you know geek soul brother after dark um, you know you guys are doing the comic show now on Thursday. Uh, and and I wanted to bring you on as you guys are like the dynamic duo um, in the things that you do, and I, I realize that you know you got all the all of the five nerdy venoms that are backing you guys up as well. Um, you know Jonathan definitely stepped in and uh, sat in the captain's chair while you know Geek Soul Brother went gallivanting around the Delta Quadrant. You know, so <laughs> I really wanted to bring both you guys on and and talk to you all a little bit about you know kind of who you all are and and why you're doing what you're doing. So um, if you don't mind, I want to start with Geek Soul Brother. So, Brother, let's let's take it back, man. I, I really want to take it back. Um, 
and, and technically, John, you technically don't qualify as a geek over 40, right? No, I just okay. turned 37, so right. no, I'm not 40. Right, okay. All right, so you need to go sit at the kid's table for a minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I'm kidding. Um, but I want to start with this old brother. So, brother, I want to take it back, man. I, I want to talk about I want to talk about your roots. And, you know, I, as, as we all do, we all are always protective of our personal life. So, you know, I'm not trying to get into your family or where you work at. But right. I want to take it back, man. Like, where does geeking start for you, I mean, I, I mean, I see this little geek soul brother at eight years old trying to sneak into an R-rated movie with a big old giant afro. You know, I mean, <laughs> tell, tell us, where did, where did geeking really start for you? You, you know what, Bob Rob, I moved from, uh, I'm, I, my parents moved from a apartment uh, to a house. I think I was just turning six, but my earliest memory was when we were still in the apartment and I was enjoying uh, the Adam West Batman and Robin on TV. I must have been like four or five years old. That's my earliest, earliest memory of being a being a geek or nerd or something like that. And for some reason, I started getting by the time I was in elementary school, I started getting attracted to the sciences. You know, as as young as, like, I think, like, maybe third, fourth grade, I was into dinosaurs. By sixth grade, I was into, you you know, reading about chemistry and astronomy. And and by junior high school, I, yeah, by junior high school, I had discovered, I didn't like to read, right? But I always loved to read books. I could always have, I never had a problem reading a science book. You know, I always had a problem reading something fictional. And and I wasn't, for, for those of you that are out there, um, you know, so, sometimes kids, they, they just don't, you, you know, they have either trouble reading or, you, you know, they just don't hook it in. They don't do, may not do that great in school, but it just means that their attention is, you know, in a different place and their mindset is in a different place. So, by the time junior high hit, um, I discovered sci-fi. My first science fiction book was a kid that lived in the city underground. I distinctly remember being at the library, being bored. You know, teacher was like, oh, you know, class, go find a book to read. And, uh, you know, all the kids would pick, like, you know, you know, some book about some kid you know, on an adventure going to the store or something like that or climbing the mountain, I could, that was boring to me. That was like I could watch that on TV. I could see that anywhere. You know, I could think that stuff in my head. But when I picked that book up, the kid that lived in a city underground, I was like, oh, shoot, wait a minute. Why is there a city underground? And what's hmm. this kid doing there? And as, as soon as I opened it up and, and I forgot, I got to look up that book. Just, just to give credit to the author and stuff. But as soon as I started reading it and the kid had a brother and, you know, everything was modern within the city, but the kid was curious and he ends up climbing to the surface with his little friend. I don't think I finished it because I still wasn't a great reader at the time. But um, but it sparked my imagination and told me that there was another um, type of world out there of 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 literature and, you know, 
you know, film. I, I was from sixth grade, no, from fourth grade I was into comics, you know, getting comics every now and then. Everybody, everybody that's old enough, everybody on the Geeking Over 40 show is familiar with not going to the comic store but going to, you know, the little small shops and the little bodegas and stuff like that and picking up their comics there. That's where most of our, you know, comic collecting started. Um, and from then on, like high school, I discovered more sci-fi, and then, you know, as time went on, I just, you know, embraced what I loved, you know, the sci-fi and stuff like that. Fast forward to maybe uh, 10, 15 years ago, I really started to look at film and I, I, a friend of mine put me on a podcast, uh, uh, put me onto a podcast called Sidebar Nation. And, uh, well, maybe like, like 2000, 2000, I think six or seven, he put me on a podcast called Sidebar Nation. And, um, and I started discovering podcasts, you know, everybody knew about YouTube, stuff like that, just beginning but uh, the podcasts were really interesting to me. And here were three brothers that, well, two brothers at the time that were interviewing comic book artists, you know, and and they had an interesting show. I said, shoot, if there if there's some guys out there that are kind of like me doing podcasts, what what other guys are out there? So I found the Geek Syndicate, and I found uh, you know several others. Not just black podcasts; it was, it was a mixture of black, white you know, different podcasts and stuff. And um, that's what really got me interested in podcasts. I could jog and do all of that. And then one day I I said, you know what, I really want to start a brand um, just to learn how to brand myself. It it was part of my interest in eventually doing filmmaking at some point, you know, which is still, (laughs) that's still baking in the oven, but I wanted to learn how to brand, and I said, you know what, i got to come up with a brand for myself, and, and Geek Soul Brother was the closest thing to what I felt was me, you know, just an old black geek, that's all. <laughs> you know, just an old black geek, old black nerd. So it took me like a week, you know, maybe a week or two to come up with the the name. The You know, my friend helped me with the, uh, you, you, you know, the uh, putting the funk in the Final Frontier, Shout out to uh, 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 James McJimmy. Um, and then I started the blog. Like, not too much later, I started the blog. And that's right. where things kind of took off and whatnot. I was still listening to podcasts, and then all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I, I really need to do a podcast. I asked, asked uh, the guys on Sidebar, you know, for suggestions. I emailed the uh, Geek Syndicate for their suggestions. And, um let me ask you about that specifically. Like, so, we, you know, you were listening to all these other podcasts. What, right. was, it, what was it in you? What, what was it that, that you said, I want to do this? I mean, what, what about podcasting? What about what you were hearing? What was it that inspired, you know, why, why your voice? It, it was part of the plan, Bob Rob, because – I, I want to learn how to brand myself, and I want to learn how to, you know, kind of master social media. And up till mm-hmm. that point, all I had was, and let me back up a little bit. Even before I started Geek Soul Brother, for you guys that feel like you're kind of shy out there and you don't know if you can, like, start a blog or, you know, a podcast or YouTube or something like that, what I did at first was start to post my opinions on Facebook. 
you know, and post like little thoughts on movies and stuff like that. And I kind of tested the water with my friends. And that's when I said, you, you know, when I started to get good feedback, that's when I said, oh, you know, I, I think I can start a blog. You know, no, nobody's talking about my writing or my spelling errors or anything like that. I said, let me, let me uh, try a blog. And, and that's, that's what I did. Now, when I started the blog and when I created Sobra, I said, you know what, if I take this all the way, first I'm going to do a blog, then I'm going to do a podcast, and then I'm going to do a YouTube channel. You know, and then eventually, if all of this builds up into some type of audience or something like that, eventually, when I get the resources or whatever, I'll start, you know, thinking about doing short films and stuff like that, which I, I really would love to do this year. You know, see if I can put a couple short films out. But that's how that's how the podcast. It was part of the plan. You know, I, I'm I'm stumbled a little bit on YouTube. I was on there, and then you, you know, I had a personal personal uh, hit with my mom, um, you know, I was taking care of my mom, and, and she had passed away, so it kind of slowed me down a little bit, you know, getting things together there. But the podcasting, um, the podcasting keeps me going. The podcasting, I don't know, I don't know what attracts me, because at first, Bob Rob, I was a little nervous, as everybody is, but um, it, 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 you know, it it keeps me going. I enjoy it. I think I enjoy it the most out of anything, out of blogging or anything else. Mm-hmm. I enjoy podcasting the most. I enjoy uh, uh, just jumping on the mic and just talking to people and, you know. But I got to admit, Bob Rob, I would not have been podcasting this long if it wasn't for Jonathan and the rest of the Venom, you know, keeping me going and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I can completely understand it because uh... – they definitely keep your adrenaline flowing. <laughs> You're trying to get it, get it through the show. And, um, you know, and that is one thing that's incredible about your show. Um, uh, it's just the, the diversity, not only the, the you know, the, 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 the makeup of your show, but the diversity of the opinions are just so very broad and it gives you such an incredible, um, insight. And, and one right. thing that, that is, is also really interesting, um, is, is that it seems like there's the venoms are so knowledgeable. They come from so many different walks of life, and they're so knowledgeable. And I'm sitting there listening, and it's, I'm always just amazed at how they're able to pull up various references about books and about comics and about manga, about video games. I mean, it, it just it, the, the venoms are an unstoppable force all yeah. on their own. Yeah, um, totally. Well, well, you you know how it started is I I said one day when I decided to do the podcast, I said, you know what, I'm going to jump on, I'm going to start this podcast. If anybody wants to join in, you know, it's cool. If not, I'll do it on my own or whatever. And the first ones to jump in were uh, Toby Wan Kenobi, El Camino, and, and The Private. And I was like, cool. You know, this is cool. You know, and um. And then the what's funny is is the private brought in M Dog, and M Dog brought in Dalek, and I was like, "What are you guys trying to take over the? Trying to have a coup?" And I've apologized many many times to Geek Soul Brother about about, about bringing those two on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
But um, that's how it started, Bob Rob. That's how that's how I got this eclectic. I mean, eclectic um uh group. I I didn't I didn't shoot. The only one I chose was Illuminous because I was like, it can't be all dudes on here. We need we we need a you know we need a female voice. You know you know to 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 get as much uh diverse opinion as we can. So I asked oh. Illuminous to be on as much as she could, and she Don't was gracious so, enough. To... Let's, 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 let's be real about it. We, we, when you have a party, someone's got to bring the snacks. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> so I got to bring the snacks. She brings the tips, man. She brings the tips. <laughs> I know. The cool for, for every week is a, a, at one time, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But, um, but, but I'm glad, Bob Rob, because the Venoms have been with me all this time. We're going on four years now, and, and – uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I give them a hard time all the time. You know, we should do this, we, you know, do that, you know, watch out for this, watch out for that. But, but I, I, the podcast wouldn't be what it is without them. And I, I, I really appreciate them for being with me this long. Since, since the conversation is going that way, um, I, I'm, I want to get to the private next. So, Geek Soul Brother, please tell me, how in the world, did you get hooked up with the private? Because, you know, I keep seeing it as like the private floating down a river in a basket and you find him or, <laughs> like, you know, you're like, oh, look, this little private thing, come, yeah. let me nurture you and, and twist you into my minion. You know, yeah. how, please, how in the world did you two connect? We did. I, I, he was floating down the river in a basket, and I brought him home. <laughs> and I said, we're going to say that this is our child. And everybody was like, but you're black, and he's white. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. This and they, did, they, he, did he did the whole circle of life thing on top of the rock like in Lion King and all that? <laughs> oh, no, not a butt naked private. No. <laughs> you know, although my arms got tired quick because he was a full-grown adult. You know, at that time, yeah. No, the the let let me pull back the curtain and and show show the uh, the Wizard of Oz. So, me, Private El Camino, Toby Wan Kenobi. I I was working at Pratt Institute, and they were going to school there. And um, I didn't realize that Pratt was such a great place for nerds. You know, because it's an art school. And everybody's into comics. Everybody's into, you know, fantasy art and gaming art and gaming and all that and, and the movies and stuff like that. It's a, it's a haven for nerds. And um, because of where I worked, I, I was in contact with them, you know, on the regular, and they used to just stop by my office. The students, they would just stop by my office, and we all just got to be friends and stuff. You know, we were all hanging out and you know, we got to be friends and stuff, you know. So very lax job. <laughs> very, very lax job that I had, you know. But but a great place for, uh, you know, for meeting just very creative people. And I myself, even though I didn't go to school for it, you know, I painted and, you know, I drew and I was into fancy art. I was into everything they were in. I just happened to not, you know, be at school to, to create it. I was more of the IT, you know, on the IT side. And that's where we all met, you know, and we've been friends for years and years. And when I said, that's an amazing thing, Bob Rod, when I said, uh, you know, I'm going to start a podcast, they immediately were like, you know, all right, let's go. Let's do it, you know. 
Mm-hmm. They're waiting for me to start one anyway, so. Yeah, I see. So let me uh, let me let me jump to the private and, and private. I'm going to get a little bit about your background in a second. Let's go ahead and answer the question from the chat real quick. Maybe okay. So you're saying you don't know. So I'm sure that as no. every everyone is really wondering. You know, did this come from Gomer Pyle? Like, where in the world did the private <laughs> come from? You know what? It, it's just one day. It, like all of a sudden, El Camino just started calling me that. Like, uh, okay. And I'm like, yeah. I think it was because of the, at the time I was wearing fatigues a lot. And Geek Silva, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong on that. But yeah, I used to wear like the the fatigues and the, the Castro type of hat. Yeah, in, that's true. In my junior that's true with the hat. Yeah, that was yeah. part of it. That was definitely part of it. Me, me, Toby Wan, and El Camino were friends already for for a while uh being at Pratt and we had a um we had the habit well we gave ourselves names right and it was always the something and um by the time Jonathan came around and you, you know was part of our group he was always there and always kind of you know inquisitive as to what we were doing and stuff like that so we called him the private because he was like the newest soldier, you know, the newest part of the group or whatever. And uh, yeah, El Camino just kind of came. El Camino usually comes up with the names, and and he just kind of, uh, you know, came up with the name and it stuck. And I think it was because of the hat and stuff. I remember the hat now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was because of that. All right. So so um, private. Yes. J Money. Okay. Why <laughs> why were you wearing fatigues? Were you just going through a phase? No, well, okay, you know what, I was in high school, you know, it, well, you know, I've always been into hip-hop since I was a kid, and, and really got into it as I was getting older, and, and when I was in high school, I started hugging out with the cool kids, you know, the, the dudes that, like, would bop around with, with a, you know, with a with a boombox, you know, listening to mixtapes and stuff like that, so... At that point, when I was going to school, I sort of got into the style, and, and that was at the time that was the thing. It was like, yeah, I had the fatigue, I had the black fatigues, and uh, and the uh, and the Castro type hat. So that's that was really it for the most part. Interesting. All right, so mm-hmm. let's so let's let's rewind the tape for you because I want to ask <laughs> a very similar question um, because I, we all have a, a nerd or a nerd or geek origin story. Mm-hmm. So for you, you know. Where did, when did you become either self-aware that you were a geek, or when did you start to exhibit signs of this mutation uh, into geekdom? Um, you know, what what was some of the first signs for you that that you were of, of the of the geek persuasion? I don't know. It, you know what? It, for me, I've always been there. It's just you know whether or not I put myself on a label. I you know I never really did that until you know. You know, totally, you know, hooking up with Geeks Over for the most part. I mean, but, you know, my father took me to see Empire Strikes Back when I was three years old, when they re-released the uh, the film in, in the theaters in 82. Uh, that's my earliest memory. Uh, but, you know, getting into comic books, I was always drawing, uh, always causing trouble in school because I wouldn't listen to the teachers because I was, you know, they thought I had a learning condition, but it was actually the fact that I was just so freaking bored half the time. So, you know, I would be reading comics and stuff like that and collecting them and, and just getting into drawing, and that's really it. And, then, you know, from there, I got into movies, and, and, you know, and that's really it. I mean, 
I, and then I also ran it, you know, ran into the Toonzone uh, forum. I was a, a mod there for a while, and then uh, you know, sort of went about my way and hooked up with Henry, you know, years later and started with, you know, went with him with the podcast. Mm-hmm. When now, when you got when you were approached about being on the podcast, I mean, now obviously, you know, Soul Brothers already said that you know he was already listening to podcasts. Were you listening to podcasts before you jumped on, or is this just totally new to you? No, it's just like uh, Toby One just basically said, yo, yo, Keith Sobro is starting a podcast. He's, you know, in fact, it's tonight. I'm like, all right, I'll jump on. <laughs> that's literally, that's a, literally was it. And then, like, it was just like a jam session at that point. Mm-hmm. So, no, I wasn't really listening to any podcast at that point, no. Right. What was it? What was it like for you? Um, during that that transition where uh, you know Geek Soul Soul Brother went walkabout on the universe, what was it like for you taking taking the reins of the show like that? Well, when he emailed us, it, when he emailed us about it, and I'm like, the first thing we were like, what were what were we like a, a year in Geek Soul Brother? No, you were more than a year in. Yeah, yeah, I think you were. I think you were two years in at that point. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. yeah. At that point, when he said that, I you know the first thing I said was like. Well, the show's got to go on, right? Because he, you know, because there was some talks like, well, maybe we would put it on hiatus. And I was like, no, because the brands, once you start doing that, the brand suffers, and no one's going, everyone's going to forget about you and everything. So it's like, you know, we just got to keep this going. That was yeah. the first thought in my mind. So at that point, it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. Easy. So and then we just sort of like went from there. Right. Well, let me let me ask you a question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get all Barbara Walters on you here for a hot second. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to ask the really hard question. Um, okay. So I think one thing that probably a lot of people wonder, probably some people, maybe not everyone, but people in the in the geek blur community. Here you are, Mr. D. White man, with uh, with with what you say is yeah. Uh, you you say you've got a, a very hip hop. You know, you were exposed to to black culture early on. Uh, you, here you are now, which is, is I, I mean, tech, it's, uh, well, let's not say technically, it's a podcast. Sometimes mm-hmm. we call it a blurred podcast because it's led by Geek Soul Brother and half the have nerdy venoms are of some form of, of persuasion. You know, but I think what's always interesting about you is that it's very easy sometimes to forget. Um, you know, I, I see the fervor, the, you know, that you, you know, were marketing the um, the show on Thursday uh, you know, with uh, Vua Richardson, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you know, and you don't look at it necessarily as oh, I don't know. Let me not put words into your mouth. Do you see that as a blurred show, a black nerd show, or do you just see it as a podcast? How do you view your role in 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 the Geek Soul Brother podcast? Well, for me, well, first and foremost, and I think Geek Soul Brother can agree with this. I'm the asshole of the group. I'm. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, that may be debatable. <laughs> yeah, it's debatable. Okay. Yeah, okay. Depends on what night. Yeah, but I mean, really, I I I look at it like this: as someone who is a graphic designer and works in marketing and things of that nature, uh, for me, it's you know, I I know what Geek Soul Brother wants and what he's looking for, and what kind of market and what kind of audience he's looking for. So it's basically gearing things in that nature. It's really no different than like saying going out and, you know, 
doing some sort of ad to, to entice a certain a reader or, or a show that, with a certain audience. It's really no different in, in that regard. So really for me, it's like, you know, he's my friend. This is what he wants. So it's like, all right, let's, let's get it out there and let's do the best that we can. Right, right. And, and so, you know what's funny, really Papa, uh, just, just, to, just to add to that, you know, just to put light on that, I didn't even really start the podcast as, like, you know, I wanted to have it of a, you know, black nerd nature. Although, you know, that's my moniker. That's, you know, what I am. Uh, but I, I wanted to have a little flavor of it, but I was going to, you know, I wanted to have it eclectic. Anyway, I want to have it diverse anyway. Um, but, I, you know, I wasn't going to focus on any particular racial issues or stuff like that. That wasn't my intention because I wanted to focus on movies and TV and, you know, stuff like that. But our community, as they embraced us, you know, and as, you know, I got closer to the to the issues like black girl nerds opened up my eyes to a lot of issues and you know you guys you guys definitely the black geeks um definitely put me on to you you, you know certain issues and stuff and it, it's not that we're you know we become uh more focused on african-american nerd culture or anything like that but we're aware of what's out there. We're aware of mm. who's listened to us, like like Jonathan just said. We're aware of our audience, and, and we certainly want to cater to it. And it's not that I want to ignore it either. You know, it's not that my intention was to ignore it. I just I wanted to make the podcast pretty much purely, a, a, um, you, you know, kind of like an entertainment thing, you know. Mm. Right, and, and and it definitely it definitely does the entertainment, and and actually I, I want to talk a little about um about the entertainment. I mentioned it earlier, so brother, that you know you're the, between you and the Venoms. I mean, you guys cover a massive amount of area of specialty. Um, yeah, I'm blessed in that respect to have them, you know, know so much. Yeah, yeah, and and. I think it adds so much to the show because no matter what topic you tend to fall on, you've got somebody that can talk intelligently about it. Um, mm. Can you talk about, like, you know, having such an incredibly depth group um, and, and the fact that, you know, over the years you, you've added, like, one person, like, every eight or nine months <laughs> when you picked yeah. up JD, when you picked up Shadow Scout. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've been around, I've been, you know, a fan and a listener for a long time. And, um, you know, it, it's just, you, you, you've picked up people, you've made them apprentices, and they, they had to go through the gauntlet and, you know, <laughs> just so much. Can you talk about, you know, why, you know, why you continue to pick up and, you know, the advantage that you have of having so many uh, different, you know, co-hosts, really? He likes strays. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, pick up strays. Yeah, <laughs> and pick up strays. No, it's you know what's weird, Bob Rob. It's it's almost like it's almost like I have an open door, and somehow the podcast connects. It connected to JD so strongly that she wanted to call up every every show, mm-hmm. you know, and she just called up earlier and earlier, and you know, um, same thing with Shadow Scout, our newest 
Nerdy Venom, uh, she she wanted to call up from like the beginning of the show, you know, and it's at those times that I said I, I say you know what like let her be on the show or let this person be on the show or whatever because they're showing such enthusiasm that they'll probably benefit the show in some way, you know? So it's almost like I have an open door thing. Like, like Justin said, just, you know, strays come in or not even strays. It's like somebody looking for a home and it's only happened. You're right. It's only happened like once a year. Right. You know, but um, I think Bison, if he, you know, but Bison likes to jump around Bison for life for those, those of you guys out there. I think he likes to jump around and be on different shows and stuff. But oh no 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 let's let's put Bison in the perspective. First of all, I, Bison is a beast when it comes to the knowledge and wisdom that he has about various topics in the geek culture. I, I have right. a deep, profound respect for him. Bison is is like a mercenary soldier. He just yeah. walks into a camp, sets a fire, and it runs out just to see what happens. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> And he's awesome at that. And what's great is he's really, to me, because uh, I heard him, you know, he started on your show first and he, he came over to our show. And it's just been so incredible because he's asked a question on our show that kind of made us had to stop and think and really ponder stuff from a different perspective. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and that kind of leads into the quality of the listenership that you have. You've got, you've got a great following. You've got a good following. You've got a lot of loyal folks that, that follow you. And, you know, how much, you know, how much does that mean to you to have so many people uh, following and retweeting and commenting and just jumping on the show? It's incredible. It's incredible because when when you start this stuff, you feel like you're alone. And 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 lucky for me, my friends jumped in. You know, first episode. But you you feel like you're alone. You feel like nobody's going to listen. You know what? But you gotta you gotta not care about that, right? You gotta not care that nobody's listening. In fact, you in fact you really have to embrace it. For for everybody that's listening out there that really wants to start a podcast or something like that, you have to embrace the fact that nobody's listening because that's the time where you start polishing yourself. You know, you start working on the things that you think you could improve upon. So be happy that nobody's listening at first, you know, because that's the time where you practice, you listen to your own show, you know, you see how you sound, you say, oh, you know, I should have said this or that, you know, or I should stop saying, I should stop saying this particular word, like I should stop saying like or stop pausing too much or whatever. And that's the time when nobody's listening that you can really work on your own technique and stuff like that and be happy. But you feel like nobody's listening until you start to get people listening and responding, and that, that's, that's a better feeling than anything you know, to actually know that you're connecting with people, you know, yeah. and really uh, giving them something, I guess. And, and really to elaborate further, further on what he said, you, you know, you know, he's absolutely right. It's like treat it like no one's listening to you. There's a certain reckless abandonment there that you just want to, you just want to say, Hey, all right, no one's listening. We can just be ourselves. You know, there's a certain amount of re relaxation in that. They, you know, you're not, you don't have this pressure that like, Oh, you know, all these people like have millions of people listening to you. 
you know, right. th- there's just that certain mindset. You have that certain mindset. You're much more relaxed. It's much more natural and much more fluid in terms of the conversation and the back and forth and everything of that nature. Yeah. So, so true. Jonathan, actually, this question is for both of you, um, but I want to start with uh, Jonathan and so you can grab it. Um, you know, you guys have been at this for quite some time, and, you know, we've seen a lot of new podcasting services come up. Uh, we've probably seen a few uh, drop off as well. Um, Jonathan, what do you think about, you know, going forward just with podcasting, period? Not not necessarily, um, you know, your podcast, but, you know, has podcasting reached its full evolution, you know, with Stitcher and um, so many different hosting sites and, you know, even with, uh, uh, you know, uh, YouTube offering live feeds uh, as well. Do you think that podcasting itself has, has gotten to its upper limit or, or are we just in the mi- middle of it? Uh, I just think we're in the middle of it right now because the technology is increasing and, and, and always has, we always have a new medium to go to. Uh, you know, right now it's just now you're getting, finding more voices to get involved with it at this point. I, I think the more that you have, the more variety and more, mediums and, and avenues that you can go to, you know, the more people are going to find their voice and, and, ha- and express it on their own. I think it's, I think we're, like, not, only, not even in the middle. I think we're just beginning to get into it, really. So, so, so about the same question for you, but an add-on of the backside of it, do you think that, I mean, there's so many podcasts, do you feel that some of the smaller podcasts are washed up in um, – you know, this this new era um, of easy-to-reach podcasts with, you know, SoundCloud and, and Stitcher and, um, you know, just a lot of the other services that are out there? Um, no, I don't think the smaller podcasts will wash up. I think, it, I think it's really important to, to, to have your marketing game down, you know, if you go like I said earlier, Bob Rob, podcasting was part of my plan to learn how to create a brand, mm. and I knew it was going to be part of, you know, my my social media strategy and my blogging strategy and stuff like that. Podcasting was just part of the whole. It's just fortunate that I like it so much, you know, that I appreciate. Um, it's very easy to do, right? You just call up or you just, you know, jump on the mic. You get, the, you know, it doesn't cost anything. You just jump on the mic and you just do it, you know. So it's very easy to do, and that's one of the things why, why I like it. It's, it's uh, um, you know, it has a certain effortlessness to it, although it's hard work to keep it up and to improve it and stuff, you know, the show itself. I don't think it's – I think I yeah, – I do agree with the private that there was a time where there were no – you know, hardly any podcasts, and to jump in, you were really new. You were really – you know, those were beginning stages. I think there's a lot of podcasts now, but I don't think – yeah, I, I don't think that we're in the middle of it because there's so many people that still don't know about podcasts, and there's a lot of people just like us that – are going to decide one day, you know, fairly soon, hey, I want to start a podcast. In fact, James McJimmy, uh, that I mentioned before, he said he was in the barber shop, and he said a couple years ago, you didn't have brothers talking about podcasts. Now you got brothers talking about starting podcasts. I think I'm going to start podcasts. 
you know, or something like that. And it's like, where does that come from? You know, it, it's coming from us, you know, that that are jumping into it. You got the major ones. You got, you know, 40 acres and a mule and, and, and a black man who tips, you know, and uh, Combat Jack's show, which is a great show that interviews uh, uh, rappers and really is documenting. Here you go, Rob. Podcasting is documenting our culture. Not, and, and when I say our culture, I mean mm-hmm. the human culture. And that's why it's that's why I agree with Jonathan. We're just we're not even halfway there yet. Like we're, we're like like um like Kevin Smith is wholeheartedly into podcasts because he's documenting like his thoughts and you you know he's documenting culture from his point of view. And I think it's I, I think that's what it is, man. I think I think podcasts is is just. It's going to evolve into something else. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's uh, become stagnated. Right. I think oh. with the technology, it's going to evolve into yep. something else. But also, we're going to um, evolve our voices even mm-hmm. more. Right, and you know it's incredible because you know yes, podcasting. You make a really good point in terms of not, is documenting, um, but I think that also we have to look at it as. It's not only getting out our opinions, but um, you know, working you know, working our message. Um, you know, we can work together. We can you know, like you just did. You can tell people about other podcasts that they've never ever heard of, and right. you know, it's about finding where what's home for you. You know, yeah. I, I I find my home. You know, I I really appreciate you guys always making room for me. Um, you know, to, to impart whatever wisdom I have or something, some information I had, just like yeah, I jumped on Thursday's show when you said something about a topic. I was like, wait a minute, I know something about that. Let me jump right. in. You know, right. and you say, Tom, and, and that's, that's great that, you know, we continue to lift up each other uh, as podcasters because, you know, whether you're listening to, you know, the Black Tribbles or, you know, Afro Nerd Radio or, you know, depending on, you'll find a home. You'll find a podcast that speaks to you. Um, Nergasm Noir, you know, the sisters over there holding it down. I mean, you know, it's just there's so many different podcasts. It's really great. So so let me ask this question. Where do you go from here, Soul Brother? I mean, you know, you, you've got this incredible squad behind you. You know, I would love for one day you guys do like a, a shot from red with explosions behind you. You guys are slow walking <laughs> up a doctor or something. I mean, that would just be, I, I just, I would love to see that one day. Where do you go from, where do you go from here with, with the Geek Soul Brother brand? There's, there's always room for improvement, both technically and, you know, artistically. Um, just recently we kind of, beta tested a new segment called, uh, you know, intervention of a celebrity, you know, <laughs> and we had our, we had our, you know, pseudo Stacy dash. That was awesome. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. That was so awesome. God, yeah, that was sort of like, oh, let's do this. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's try it and stuff. So, um, there's always room to grow in your own show, just like any media, right? Just like any media, particularly live media, there's always room to grow. And I've, I've often said, you know, I feel like the uh, Steve Harvey of geekdom, 
And a lot of people are like, oh, God, you're comparing yourself to No, I'm comparing myself to the structure that Steve Harvey has created for himself, a personality and then gathered people around him and and wants to entertain and inform people and, and, you know, give light, you know, shine light to different aspects of geek culture, just pop culture or whatever. There, there's always room to grow. And, and here's the thing again. This has been said by other podcasts, and, you know, if you look it up on Google, you'll find mm-hmm. people suggested. But, you know, again, if you want to start a podcast, don't think, oh, there are a million of them out there. You know, why should I start one? Why? Because you have a unique voice. And, and I always say artistically, everybody has a particular vibration. And if you vibrate at a certain wavelength artistically and, you, you know, you talk about things in a certain way, a lot of people will connect to that. You know, a friend of mine said a million people – a friend of mine said if you like something, a million other people like it somewhere in the world. You just got to find them, you know, and, and how you find them is you put your voice out there. So, so yeah, I, you know, like – like we can grow, Bob Rod. Personally, Geek Soul Brother, the Nerdy Venoms, we can grow by entertaining people even more. You know, structuring it so they can laugh even more. We can talk about social issues even more. We had our, uh, like you mentioned before, uh, Geek Soul Brother After Dark, where we combined social issues with uh, futurism. You know, what's coming down the road and how does that affect us? You know, yeah. how does that affect us as a people? How that could that affect humanity and stuff like that socially and stuff? So, yeah, man, there, there's just so much room to grow. It's it's all in, you know, how serious do you want to take it? That's all. Right. Or you can I just mean, coast with it and have fun. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that either. I mean, you know, on, on my end, I know, you know, we're you know, we started the the, the new show once a month. Uh, and one of the things that I wanted to try and do with it is to be more, you know, sub, be part of the brand, be part of the Geek Soul Brother brand, but at the same time, give it a different spin. So, like, we have something different to offer people. Right. So that's why, we, you know, we, that's why we formed a more like a, a radio program or like, you know, with the different segments and, and having guests on and things of that nature and, and having it much more kinetic in that regard. So, right. you know, that's the, that's the one thing that what we've been working on in terms of the five nerdy events along with geeks over is to bring more people on to talk about things. And, and to fill a niche because that's what we found. And, and that's what we've been struggling. We, we, we can't talk about everything that we want to talk about in one show. It's very mm-hmm. difficult, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, for for the private to start, you know, Tommy Gamani focusing on games, comics, and uh, um, you know, an anime was very important because we wanted to, you know, we wanted to hit that particular audience. So when he suggested it, I was like, "Go for it!" You know, let's do it. You know, I, I, in fact, I want to make a couple more. I would love to make another monthly subject just talking about TV shows. You know, with with our nerdy Venom JD, aka Twitterella, mm-hmm. you know, and just get on there and just really go in with some TV shows. 
You know, mm. we'll we'll plan that. We'll we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, yeah, it can only grow if you want it to grow. There's room to grow. Um, for for those who are listening, uh, I've got a couple more questions, and I want to also give you guys the opportunity to ask questions of Geek Soul Brother um, and the private. So uh, <laughs> if you are in the chat, please feel free to type a question into the chat. And um, if you are listening online, uh, if you have access to Twitter, if you would shoot me the question at, at geekinover40, that's G-E-E-K-I-N, geekinover, O-V-E-R, and 40, the number four zero. Okay, the, uh, the more soulful version of geeking. Yeah, it's geeking. It's not geeking. It's not geeking. It's not the formal version. Geeking, man. Geeking. No, what you doing, yeah. geeking? <laughs> geeking. <laughs> what you doing, geeking? <laughs> I want. I want to ask you a question um, hmm. about uh, your life outside of podcasting. Do you talk about podcasting with people outside of? Um, the Soul Brother community or the, the Five Nerdy Venom community? Uh, you know what? I, I, you know, ask, you know, only people that I know that, like, sort of know my schedule and stuff like that, you know, they ask. But, you know what? As I've told you before, you know, I'm very INTJ. So I was like, you know, I'm very introvert when it comes to talking about stuff. I and mean, then it's like sort of like I flip the switch when it comes to showtime. So it's like, you know, it's, it's like, like a complete 180. And then, like, you know, of course, when I'm also promoting the show as well, they, you know, I'm doing that. But outside, when in real life, you know, mm-hmm. when I have to actually look at people, uh, you know, I mention it, but it's not like I, you know, I don't like, oh, hey, yo, you should try this out. You know that? No, I, it's like I volunteer the information when if someone's like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm a geek and this and that. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, we can do a podcast if you want to listen. But, right. One question, one question I had to ask because I, I kind of I was around when it happened, but some people may not have been, and I do you know I'm trying to get people to know the history. Could you please tell folks where the five nerdy venoms comes from? I know the reference, but some people may not. <laughs> but could you please tell number what? How did you guys come up with the five nerdy venoms? Because it's a freaking awesome name for, uh, for 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 that for that crew. Well, well, I, I mean, Geek Solo knows this as much as I do. It came from, again, El Camino. You know, it comes up with the names, and it's sort of like like at the end of one show, he says, yeah, it's like, you know, we're five of us. It was like five of us. So it's like, yeah, it's like five nerdy venoms. And it's like, oh, crap. Right. That actually sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had, to, we, we had to think of a collection because I didn't, you know, um, you know, I couldn't just call it Geek's, the Geek Soul Brothers show, and these guys were sticking, you know, week, week in and week out. I was like, you guys need a name. We need a team name or something like that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the five automatically fit, you know, five deadly venoms. The reference is, for you guys that don't know, there's a kung fu movie, one of the best ever, called The Five Deadly Venoms. And well, they renamed the Deadly Venoms for whatever reason. I don't know why, but... Yeah, but, but um, you know, that's where the reference came from. And El Camino was like, you know, we started talking about it. You know, that image came up, and El Camino was like five nerdy venoms, and, you know, that's pretty much where it went from there. Fit, you know. So it was fun. Now they're like eight nerdy venoms, nine nerdy yeah. venoms. 
<laughs> you know. You know. Okay. So now it's Geeks Old and the Nerdy Venoms, you know, for for people that understand the reference. Obviously you didn't flip them over and see that you're not supposed to put water on them. So, you know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me I wanna ask a couple of questions from um the audience. Thank you so much for our interactive audience. I appreciate you guys hanging in. Um First question, uh, I will, Jonathan, you first, and then Soul Brother. Uh, the first question from comes from Guest Seven. They want to know uh, Sith or Jedi, Jonathan. Uh, well, I I would have to assume Sith since uh, Sith since my uh, all time favorite character in Star Wars was Darth Vader. So you know, I'd have to go there. All right, uh, Soul, <laughs> Soul, Soul Brother. Yeah, I think uh, I would go with Jedi, but they're a little loose with. Stuff. stuff is a mess when they're in charge, you know. Yeah. Stuff is in order when the Sith are in charge, you know. They're not really bad. They just don't like chaos. Exactly. Go with the Sith. That's fair enough. All right, here's here's a really great question. Um, comes from, from our good friend, St. Clinton. Uh, how do you manage podcasting several times a week in a family life? Uh, geeks over to you first and then uh, J-Money. Oh, it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> don't I know it it's ridiculous I, you know well my kids are grown you know they're, they're, they're all adult age and stuff uh, but the hard part is is you gotta find uh, space physically you have to find a space within your home or somewhere else to do it or else you're gonna be disturbing people or they're going to have to be quiet or something like that. If you have an understanding family, they'll be quiet while you do your show. Unfortunately, my family, <laughs> my family's okay. My family, my family's cool and everything, but you know, it, 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 it yeah, there's got to be a balance. There definitely has to be a balance. How do you find it? I don't know. You know, maybe you get lucky or, you know, you just got to, you know, go somewhere where it's quiet, you know, and do your show. Yeah, I, I My worst thing is having the dog bark in the background because he wakes <laughs> up the whole neighborhood with his but you're, bark. But you're not the only one with that problem, though. Somebody's got a disapproval dog as well. Oh, sadly, <laughs> we had disapproval yeah. dog, but sadly yeah, uh, he, he, he went, to the, oh, he went to the dimension beyond. Oh, got you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, know. I, I missed that, so I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, next yeah. question comes from yet another one about our, our good, good friends, uh, the Seventh Matrix, and, and also uh, uh, a, a regular listener, and uh, he's been on, been on the show as well. Uh, his question is, will there ever be, ever, ever be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add in there, will the FCC ever allow a video <laughs> podcast segment of Geek Soul Brother uh, via, uh, via the services like uh, Google Hangout or Blab? Will uh, Soul Brother, I'll start with you. Will, will we ever get the, the Nerdy Venoms and Geek Soul Brother on a video show? Oh, no, man. Faces, man. Just a, <laughs> just a thought is, just a thought itself is scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> when I see me freak out, there would be the opportunity time. <laughs> I, I think I, we I, might do a couple of shows. You, you know what's the great thing about podcasting is that you have a choice of being together, you know, yeah. in a studio session or just in a local area, or you can be like ours and be literally spread out throughout the northern continent, you know, 
two of our nerdy, you know, the private and JDs in Canada. We got a um, we we got a Dalek in the mid states. You know, Illuminus is down south, and uh, you know that's the beauty of that. Yeah, we might do. I don't know if we'll do a hang. You know what? It's not a priority for us. Mm-hmm. I I would like to um I would like to personally do some hangouts um you know as far as having interviews and guests on the show you know that would be cool I know but, I know uh, Sharia wants us to all singing episode so yeah that's the that's the <laughs> high priority the the singing <laughs> episode of Geek Soul Brother and the Nerdy Vems where we all you have know, to sing cool. the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brother, I'm going to tell you like this. I love you. I love those guys. I'm going to skip that show if you don't yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Considering how much effort it takes just to get a question answered, I, I can see several people singing several different songs at one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get very, you wouldn't you wouldn't hear chaos. There would be it right there. No, what you, you what you have to do is you do have to do it as a space opera where everyone has a role. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's gonna have to be planned, or else it's gonna be worse than it already will be. <laughs> oh goodness, I know. Okay, so guest seven. Mm, this has been such a great geeky conversation. I don't want to take it down that road, so I'm not gonna ask that question. Although I'm very tempted to answer that question because there are a lot of us that were cheering about that, which we were going to go to hell for. Yeah, yeah. Do you want the official answer or do you want the unofficial? Answer? <laughs> don't, don't, don't. We're not going to ask that question. We're going to, we're going to keep, keep it high and tight. Actually, we're we're right up against the hour, um, and I guess we'll keep it as an hour so we can uh, we can get it uploaded. Um, and we'll, we'll try. We'll have this. I'll probably have it uploaded tonight to the Geeking Over Forty site so that you can. Um, you can definitely uh, uh, share it. Um, you know, I, I want to say, you know, thanks to you guys. And you guys put on a great show week in and week out. Um, you have just great topics. And, you know, and I've already said that I, I'm always impressed with the depth of knowledge that you guys bring. You know, you're, you're, uh, if no one ever said it to you, your show matters. I mean, it really, really does um, because the opinions are really great. And you really take the time to inform people, um, and, and everyone sh- provides um, some level of, of depth of comment. I, I think it's really cool that you added <clears throat> the, 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 the extra segment uh, with, uh, with Stacey Dash. I thought that was really – one day I'll have to introduce you to uh, uh, of, of my guy, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Salat. Yeah, he's the, he's the fake news – Fake Fox News commentator, conservative. Oh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to I'll, I'll have to you guys, introduce you guys to Jeffrey one day. Yeah, he he showed up during the during the uh, the snowstorm pretty good. Um, but thanks so much. I appreciate both of you guys for taking the time um, to come out today. Uh, you know, you I hope the folks really get to know you. Once this is up on SoundCloud, uh, you know, you'll be able to have folks say, hey, if you don't know about who Geek Sobra other two Geek Sobra is and who the Five Nerdy Venoms are, you know, you can. At least check out the private. <laughs> you know, it's really special yeah. what you guys do and the chemistry that you have is really awesome. Um, as I typically do with the Geeking Over 40 show, I always give my, the guests uh, and, and the panelists to have a time opportunity to say something. So, uh, private, final thoughts before we uh, we end the show. Uh, you know, I'm just saying thank you for having us and, uh, you know, would love to do it again sometime, especially when my books are finally out. I don't know when that's ever going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> Same time, my yeah. movies will be out. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, <laughs> just uh, got to find an editor at this point. But anyway, yeah, no, thank you for having us on, you know, just check us out on the podcast and, you know, check out Geek Soul Brothers blog and see you all on Twitter. Okay, so, Private, you know, I always have these conversations. So you told them to check out the blog and check out the show. You didn't tell them where or how. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> of course, check I out think, the blog. I think he was going to pass it off to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that was part of it, yes. Uh, com, of course. Uh, of course, check out the podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, TalkShoe, of course, uh, since we use that. And, uh, yeah, and check it. Now, the Five Nerdy Venoms, uh, that's where we do all the news and commentary from the Five Nerdy Venoms. That's F-I-V-E Nerdy Venoms. That's on Twitter and Facebook. And, of course, Geek Soul Brother. Absolutely. All right. And uh, Soul Brother, final comments. Um, you know what, Bob Rob, all anybody ever wants to hear when they're doing this is that that they matter. So I really appreciate you saying that, man. Mm-hmm. You, you've been, and you've been so supportive, yo. Just, just, listen, if I did not have my own podcast, um, I would have been part of the Black Geeks, hands down. Because <laughs> not too long after, well, no, it's true. Not too long after, we started podcasting. We're going on our fourth year come uh, March, beginning of March. Not too long after, I discovered Block Talk Radio, and I started finding another podcast. And I think you were like the second podcast we found that I found, and it was just a joy to join you guys on Sundays. And you, you noticed that I was calling earlier and earlier until I, you know, felt like I was part of the show, you know. And you guys embraced me and stuff, and I was like. You know, you you guys were like, should we make him part of Black Geeks? And I was like, no, 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 no. I have my own brands. You know, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want you guys to mix it. You, you, you know, like that. I don't want to take away from what you guys have in that respect. You know, even though I do count myself a Black Geek, I I, I didn't want to you, you know take away from what you had and you know stuff like that. So, but I totally would have been part of the Black Geeks. Yeah, yeah, you know, as a whole. So I, I just appreciate you guys, and like I said, those words are good, man. They they really do us. They really do us. Uh, they really make us feel like we're, you know, doing something when you say that you you know that we matter. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, you you really do, and you know, for those who don't know, yeah, I mean, when, when Soul Brother had his own intro on the show, uh, I, <laughs> Superman, lo- Superman lover. Was it? That was the show, man. I mean, tell you, man, you you always have a seat, man, and it's always at the head of the table. You know, we 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 have a deep, profound respect for what you've done. You know, when we say you're the Godfather Geek Soul, you know, we we mean it. And just just like you, you know, when I came on the show, I was never. I'm not a venom. I'm always a guest. But I, I will tell people outright, I'm I'm like the high priest of Geek Soul. I carry forth the message of Yo. Geek Soul, and I spread it. Why? <laughs> You have an yeah. honorary. Uh, you already have an honorary membership, though. You know that, right? I, I, I get, I get the, as, as, as much as I've been harassed. I, I'm pretty sure I'm one of the family. <laughs> yeah, we just gotta give you a name. That's all. Yeah, we just gotta give me a name. It's like, it's like <laughs> the Avengers. You have the honorary card. I mean, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, for yeah. because the show is recorded, I want to read because you know, as Geek Sober, I know there are a lot of people that appreciate what you do, but because this is part of the recording, I want to, I want to read this. Um, yeah, R.S. Lockett uh, in the chat says, yeah, this was a great show. 
um, and that uh, it's an awesome show, one of my favorites, uh, talking about the Geek Soul Brother show. Um, Seventh Matrix is uh, Geek Soul Brother plus the five nerdy, nerdy Venoms really churn out great shows. Kudos. Uh, and guest seven, Geek Soul Brother, you're an inspiration and you're one of the black geeks. Uh, then calls me a traitor and then shakes his head at me. I'm guessing that he's something. That sounds, sounds like he's doing it. Uh, I don't know what to say. Okay. I'm in trouble when I get home. Uh-oh. Oh, my when, when the question Jedi or Sith came across, I was like, yeah, that had to be Geek Conius. That's Geek Conius, yeah. Controlling. Let me change my answer. Let me change my answer. No, it's not Cody's at all. Oh, well, I'm sure I'll hear about it tomorrow on the show. All right. For everyone who tuned into the chat and who called in, oh, I had JD. She was on. She wanted to jump on the Q&A, but I didn't didn't see if she was still on. Uh, But thanks so much for everyone who who joined in the call. We really appreciate it. This is one community. Uh, And throughout the year, I've got some other spotlights that I have uh, planned. because I want folks to get to know the people who are behind the content, but also the people who are creating the content. Um, and we will, we'll have a couple, like a special sci-fi spotlight show and some other stuff coming up this year. So thanks for everyone who supports uh, Geeking Over 40. Thanks for everyone who supports the Black Geeks and uh, supports Geek Soul Brother and the Five Nerdy Venoms. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at uh, Geeking Over 40. Um, geeking, not geeking, because we, we get down like that. So I am going to terminate the recording. Thanks so much, and check us out later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.